there are other industries. And if you are someone who's maybe a photographer or a parenting coach or in beauty, you might be thinking, okay, well, those aren't profitable niches. But the thing is, there's money to be made in every industry. And regardless of whether you're in one of the top three most profitable niches or you're in another niche, niching down within that industry, within that niche is key. Welcome to the Expansive Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lambert, and it's my goal to help heart-centered and soulful entrepreneurs build wildly successful online businesses while pushing their edges, growing their leadership and influence, and becoming the best versions of themselves. I have built three six-figure businesses in three years while raising two young kids, and I've mentored hundreds of women across many different industries to do the same. Together, we will grow through expansive conversations that activate and shift us on a cellular level so that we can achieve our biggest goals and leave our mark on this world. I'm so happy to have you here. Hello, my beautiful friends. So happy to have you here. Today, we are talking about the most profitable industries and niches, and how to ensure that your business and your offers are profitable. Because let me just tell you, not everything is something that people are willing to pay for. You may have a brilliant idea, but if people are not willing to pay, it is not a business. And so there is some strategy and some things to think about as you are either creating your business or niching down or creating your offers, your messaging. It is really important to be aware of these things. And so we're going to dive into all of that today to make sure that whatever you are putting your precious time and energy into creating is going to be profitable. And of course, there are ways that you can do that, like market research and testing. And I talk a lot about selling something, pre-selling something before creating it as a way to gather data to determine whether something actually is viable. Because if one person's willing to buy, there are thousands of people who are willing to buy. But above and beyond that, because a lot of people are actually quite resistant to doing that. And I get it. I, I didn't want to do that when I first started my course creation. It was like, I wanted to have it done. I wanted to be really confident at what's in it. It's also easier to sell something once you have it complete. Speaking in terms of courses specifically, if you know exactly what's in it and the transformation, it's a lot easier to create the messaging, the sales page and communicate the value and the transformation. I see a lot of people doing it where they're just kind of like launching a random thing that feels like a good idea. And I've been in those programs and you can tell that they thought of a really good idea, but they didn't have a really good laid out process framework that actually takes people through the transformation, which is something that we don't want to do either. So we're going to dive into all of this today. And the key really is finding your profitable purpose. And this is a term that I first heard from Angie Lee, who used to be a business coach, but she's now turned comedian. She's super funny. If you follow her on Instagram, or if you don't follow her, go check her out. But she used to be a business coach and she built a really big business. And she talked about this thing about your profitable purpose. So yes, we all want to do something that we love. And we all want to spend our days talking about the things that light us up. But if those things are not paying the bills, then it is a hobby and not a business. And we are here to not only be 
pursuing our passion and our purpose, but to be making money. So that's where this profitable purpose comes in. And your profitable purpose is the intersection of three things. The first is what you love. So absolutely, you want to love or at least have excitement around the thing that you're talking about. The second piece is what you can help people get results in. So you might love something, but if you don't have the tools or the methods or the experience in actually helping people achieve results or achieve their desires, fix a problem, if you can't do that, then that's not going to work. So you need to make sure it's something that you can help people with. And the third and final piece is what people are willing to pay for. So If you have two of those things, it's not going to work. You need to have all three. It needs to be that profitable purpose is the intersection of all three. What you love, what you can help people with, and what people are willing to pay for. A lot of people think that the only way to make money online is to be a business coach because you can talk to people about making them more money. And unless you can say, you know, you'll make more money, you'll make more money, people aren't willing to invest. And that's not true either. But I will tell you, there are certain niches and industries that are more profitable than others. But before we get to that, I just want to give us tell a story. And you may have heard this story before if you've been following me for a long time. But before I ever had a business, I had tried to start multiple businesses. This was back in 2015. I was learning all about the online business space. And I knew what I needed to do, but I didn't have an idea. I didn't have a business. And so I kept trying different things and I was leveraging social media of like, okay, how do I build a brand? That was always something I knew that you needed to do is build a brand online. And so I think the first thing that I ever did was conscious fashion. And I would share the different companies and the different products that I loved that were sustainable. So companies who were giving back, for example, Tom shoes, you know, I don't know if you remember these, they're still around, but you buy a pair and the, a pair is donated. Warby Parker was a glasses company who did the same thing. There were other companies who used all recycled material companies who didn't use slave labor. I would highlight all of those. And I started sharing the pieces of clothing that I would buy that didn't go anywhere. I very quickly learned not only was it something that I didn't love, love, love talking about all the time, but it was also really expensive to be a influencer and you have to buy a lot of things. And so that quickly changed. It's, it was always something that I was super passionate about and still to this day, like I think conscious shopping and I don't like fast fashion. And so that was something that I was interested in and I tried, di- quickly moved on to the next thing, which was travel. Everyone always said, do what you're passionate about. And travel was always and, and still is, but in a different way now, part of my life. And my husband and I have been to like 35 countries and really off the beaten path, like India, Brazil, Tanzania, Dubai, like all of these. I love culture shock, basically. I love going places where I can really immerse myself in culture and and get uncomfortable that way. So I started thinking about travel businesses that I could create. And I actually put a lot of time and effort into this one and built an Instagram up to 12,000 people and had so many followers and so much engagement, but I had no offer. And what I was creating 
people weren't willing to pay a lot of money for because when it comes to travel, they want to spend their money on the actual hotels, airfare, the money that they're spending on the vacation. They don't want to spend a ton to invest upfront to have someone plan this trip for them. And so after so much work putting into that, it was like, okay, there's this is something that I love and I can help people with, but people aren't willing to pay for. And then the first one, the conscious consumer one, it was something that I could help people with, but I don't think people were willing to pay for and I didn't love it. And so you can see, these are just a couple examples of how of businesses that I tried to start that didn't fit this profitable purpose model. And then when I moved into my first profitable business, it was photography. And I did love photography. You can ask my friends from the time I was 14 years old, I was always that girl taking a million pictures with my digital camera on my wrist. And when I actually learned photography, so it was something that I loved and I could help people take pictures and people were willing to pay to have their picture taken. And then that grew into people were willing to pay to learn how to use their camera. And so finding that intersection is really, really key. And so it's a really simple way to look at is this, those three questions is a great lens and a really easy lens to look at of like, okay, is this something that people are willing to pay for? Even is this something that I would be willing to pay for? Like ask yourself and be super honest with yourself. Of course, you're coming from a different lens because you wouldn't pay for something that you're an expert at, but you get what I'm saying. So finding your profitable purpose, so, so important. And then there are the niches that are more profitable. And those super profitable niches are health and wellness, business and money, and relationships. And those are super broad industries, right? I mean, most things that people do can fall somewhere under those three umbrellas, but there are other industries. And if you are someone who's maybe a photographer or a parenting coach or in beauty, you might be thinking, okay, well, those aren't profitable niches. But the thing is, there's money to be made in every industry. And regardless of whether you're in one of the top three most profitable niches or you're in another niche, niching down within that industry, within that niche is key. And that is the reason that I have seen success in my businesses. So my photography business, when I created my photography course, the only reason it took off the way it did was because it was specifically for moms, beginner photography for moms. And had I not niched down that way, I wouldn't have been able to make my mark on the industry because I would have been such a small fish in a huge pond. But when you can create a smaller pond, like there were people doing that. I didn't know any of them, but as I started to build that business, I started looking into like, oh, there are beginner photography courses for moms out there as well, which is also a really great sign because if other people are doing it, it means that it is profitable. But it wasn't like there were thousands of people doing it. And even if there are thousands of people doing something, don't let that make you shy away. But if you are newer and there are thousands and thousands of people doing something. Niching down is how you create an ecosystem that you can really thrive. And people get really tripped up because they don't want to niche down because they're like, I can help everyone. And it's okay. Yes, you can. But trying to help everyone is going to ruin your business. It's going to really slow your progress. And the sooner that you can really pinpoint what you're doing, the sooner that you your business will take off. And Even as I moved into business coaching, I was known, I have always been known for course creation and anything to do with course creation because that has been the niche that I have doubled down on 
and become known for and people expect of me and look at me for. Anything that I talk about with course creation is easy to convert. When I try to go more broad, the conversation, there's not as many conversations. People aren't willing to pay as much for those offers. And I just found that to be so interesting. And there was, before I ever had a mastermind, this was in 2020, I believe, I wanted to launch a mastermind and I did. And it was a very broad mastermind, not specific to course creation, just business. And I think one person signed up the first time I launched it. Nobody signed up the second time I launched it. And it wasn't until I created a course creator mastermind that I had nine people sign up. And just further reiterating that the more specific that you can get, the more profitable you can actually be. And the other aspect of that is that For me, it didn't mean that I was niching my whole entire business down to course creators because if you look at my client roster, not everyone is a course creator. There have been many people who wanted the support in building an online business, but they also had dreams and aspirations of one day having a course or they desired to build a business in a way that was super scalable and they knew that group programs or one-to-many offers were part of that because that's what I'm all about. And so you don't always have to be super niche down around your entire business and only focus on one thing. But if you're not going to do that, then I would suggest really niching down on your offers. Your business might be broad, but your offers have to be specific and it has to solve a specific problem. And the other part of that is that I had been in photography for a year, maybe two years when I launched my photography course. Had I tried to step into the market as a educator for photography in general, it would not have felt in integrity because I did not know everything there was to know about photography. But what I did know, what my expertise was in, was in shooting kids because I was a family photography. I loved shooting kids. I loved shooting people. And so my whole course was specifically about how to shoot kids and the intricate tips and details of hacks of how to do that because it's actually can be quite hard, right? And it didn't talk about landscape photography and brand photography and product photography because that wasn't my expertise. And the people who took the course, they didn't need to know all of that. So you actually create a lot more space for yourself to not have to know everything. If you are newer and it's like, speak to what you know now, you don't have to know everything. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And even when I got into business coaching, I stayed in my lane of, okay, I've built my business using courses. That's how I built it. So that's what I'm going to speak to. So don't let yourself think that you need to know everything. Speak to what you know. Speak to your experience. It's so authentic. It's so valuable. And there are people, there's so many people out there who can benefit from that. So once we have our, we know exactly what our niche is and how we help people, it's also important to know that it is our job to help people see that they have the problem that we solve. We assume that everyone who we can help knows that they need our help, but that's actually not true. Most people who have a problem don't even realize that they have a problem. They think 
it's become their status quo. It's become their normal, their threshold. And this example just popped into my head about when I first discovered that I needed glasses, I had no idea that I needed glasses. I was walking around like nothing was wrong. And I remember driving at nighttime with my boyfriend at the time. I don't know how old I was. I was in high school, I think, maybe university. And I was driving and he was kind of just like poking me and we were driving on the highway and it was dark and he was just poking me and like made a joke and he was poking me and I was like, stop it, stop it. I can't see. And he's like, what? <laughs> you can't see? I'm like, yeah, it's dark. I can't see the road. I'm trying to focus. And he's like, what do you mean you can't see? You should be able to see. And I'm like, well, everything's blurry. Like it's hard to see at night. And he's like, that's not right. So I was kind of like, hmm. And the next day or week or shortly after I was at the mall with my mom and my mom had glasses. And so I said, I told her this story and she said, here, put my glasses on and I remember putting them on and being in complete shock at how clear everything became because I was just so used to the way that I saw things I did not know that I needed glasses until she put them on and showed me Sarah you have a problem and so of course I went and got the glasses and then I'll never forget one time driving home from work on the highway and it was dark out and remembering oh yeah I have glasses now putting them on and the whole way home like lifting my glasses up and down and just laughing at how poorly I could see without my glasses specifically at night I have a astigmatism so it makes it really hard to see the lights and so all of that to say that your ideal clients may be out there and 100% they need you to help them get their glasses, but they don't even know that they can't see. And so a lot of our job in our marketing is actually helping people see that they have a problem and then also why they should solve it, why it is worth solving. Because people are lazy. People don't want to have to do work. They want to just be able to go on with their life. And so if you can highlight the problem, that awareness is key and then showing them. And this is why you need to solve this problem. And I know I always go back to my photography course, but it's just always such a good example of everything that I talk about. And it's very niche. And so I like using it as an example. But when you have something... My photography course wasn't some, it was a photography course for moms. You might look at that and be like, well, people aren't going to be willing to pay for that. And a lot of people, I even thought that at some points, like, well, how much is a mom going to be willing to dust, pay to d learn to dust off their camera and, and use it? But the pain point, the thing that I talked about was you've paid all this money and now your camera's collecting dust and there creates some guilt with that. Not that I'm trying to make people feel guilty, but I felt that. That was me. And so it's like, let's dust off that camera. You can, you can learn how to use it and look at the amazing photos that you can have of your children. And that speaks to the emotion and the desire. It's like your children's lives are going to pass by so quickly. Let's capture it beautifully. I don't want the only beautiful photos that you ever have of your kids to be the ones once a year where you hire a photographer. And so speaking to that and creating the urgency of like your kids are growing up, like before your eyes, stop waiting, learn to use your camera so you can have beautiful photos like this. So that is part of our job. Having the offer and it being some that profitable purpose isn't enough. It's also layering on the marketing and the messaging of you have this problem and now it's time to solve it. This is what social media is so powerful for in your content is just creating that problem aware content, helping people see. And you can do that educating on the thing that you teach. Because for example, if I say, you know, three tips for better photos, you might read that and be like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. That really does make a difference. And suddenly you're aware of like, oh, 
I could be taking better pictures with just these simple tips. And that's problem aware. Another thing is telling a story. Me saying, oh my gosh, I felt so guilty because my camera collected dust for five years because before I ever learned how to use it. So many people can relate to that and they're like, ooh, me too. So many times I've launched something and people have been like, yes, thank you. Because they've seen my content and it's built them up to a point where they're like, oh my gosh, you've now made me see how big of a problem I have. Now you have to help me solve it. And that's exactly what we want to do. And if it's not a problem, then it's a desire. Maybe you are someone who it's like there's not this huge glaring problem. Like when I think of like the beauty industry, it's like learning how to do your makeup isn't this like huge problem that people are suffering every day. It is something that can very easily be like, "Mm, well, that's fine. That's when you want to really find your niche as to like, well, who does really want to learn how to do their makeup? And I have one client who I'll have her on the podcast one day and she's a beauty influencer and she talks to moms about how to do a really amazing on the go makeup and she'll show herself doing her makeup in her car and it looks amazing or like quick mom hairstyles or mom fashion and so she speaks to moms and their beauty routine and knowing that moms can typically you know let themselves go or not find time to wash their hair or do their makeup or put on real clothes and so it's speaking to that of yeah you don't have to but wow like this is how simple it can actually be this is how accessible it is for you and that because she's niched down to that, you can really speak to something. So if you're speaking to a desire, make sure you're super, super niche down as well. So I hope that this was helpful, super quick, punchy episode to really help you look at your offers, look at your business and make sure that you are really clear on what you are helping people with and making sure that it is something that they are willing to pay for. It is a problem that they are willing to pay to have solved. And it is, of course, something that you love to talk about. And maybe it's something that you love. For example, with photography, it's not like I don't talk about it anymore because I grew out of it and that's okay. There will be stepping stones. So it doesn't have to be like, this is my all time passion of life. What I have found over the years is that my passion is actually helping people. What I love to do is help people see results, is help people build a life they love. And so whether that's helping them take better pictures or build an online course or become the best versions of themselves, like there's so many ways that I can do that. And so everything is a stepping stone to the next thing and it's going to evolve but start where you are start with what you know start with what you people would expect from you and you can build on that so powerfully and then of course speaking to that desire helping people or to that problem to that desire helping people see that they have a problem and why they should solve it now creating that urgency as well So if you love this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag me. I love to see when you guys are watching the show or listening to the show. And thank you so much for spending your precious time with me here today. I love you. Have a wonderful week and I will see you here next week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It helps so much. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. To join the community and get daily expansive strategies and shifts for entrepreneurs, follow me on Instagram at the Sarah Lambert and send me a DM if you're someone who wants to learn about how to work together on building your profitable and aligned business.